0: It's the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast. Punk Rock collaboration with Fook Tran. Alright, Punk Rock Classrooms crew, this is Josh Buckley, co-host of the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, and I am super excited to share this interview with you today, this Punk Rock collaboration. I was able to sit down with Phuk Tran, author of Saigon, to talk a little bit about Punk Rock, about education, about his book, uh, and kind of about how all of it jives together. So I hope you enjoy it. Give it a listen. Here we go. All right. I am super excited for this interview today. I have uh, Fook Tran on to talk about his book, to talk about education, to talk about punk rock. His book is Saigon, Misfits Memoir of Great Books, Punk Rock and the Fight to Fit In. Fook, thank you for joining me on the show.
1: Hey, thanks so much for having me, Josh.
0: I'm, I'm super excited. I finished your book probably, I don't know, two weeks ago or so. And I thought I'd take the the leap and go. Hey, would you like to be on the podcast? So I'm I'm excited you said yes and that you're here with me today. So thank uh, you oh, so thanks. much.
1: Well, thank you for reading it.
0: Yeah, I wanted it. I want to sort of have you introduce yourself to our listeners who who may not know about the book, who may not have you know seen the TED Talk that you did. Uh, it was 2014. You did the TED Talk. Uh,
1: 12,
0: 12, 2012 a, <laughs> a very nerdy TED Talk uh, about grammar. Um, <laughs> or you haven't seen the book, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? And, you know, we're an education podcast, so talk a little bit about yourself, and then where are you, what's your role in the world of education?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so, gosh. Uh, so, yeah, I'm Phuc Tran. I grew up in um, Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Um, uh, my family was part of the Vietnamese diaspora in 1975, and um, and uh, so I grew up in Carlisle, PA, and then I went to um, Bard College, where I majored in classical languages and literature. I went to um, grad school at the University of Massachusetts at Amherst. Um, gosh, and then I moved to New York City, um, and then I taught in the ind- independent school world there. Um, by day while tattooing at night yeah that makes sense right and then uh and then i moved to maine and i kept um teaching and tattooing here in maine um so i think all told um i think i've taught for 22 years 23 years um and then i also taught at like the college level here and there as well and then um uh and uh, i'm taking i'm on hiatus right now from teaching um so i a year ago, I um, sort of took a leave of absence to go on a book tour and all that <laughs> stuff, and you know. And, and then,
0: then the coronavirus hash- hit.
1: Hashtag <laughs> pandemic. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so yeah. So last year was actually, and then this year are the first years that I haven't taught in you know since 1997. So yeah, it's a little strange, but
0: yeah. You know. So, so exactly, what were you, what were you teaching? What have you taught? Yeah, in your, yeah sure. In your time in the class.
1: <laughs> mostly, um, so mostly, like, always Latin. Okay. Um, and then, you know, like from time to time, uh, ancient Greek. Um, and then my minor was German. So I've, I have taught German before. Um, and then I also studied Sanskrit. So like every now and then I would do like independent studies where like I did Sanskrit once. Um, and then I've taught English classes. Okay. Um, as in, a, Yeah.
0: So yeah. if it was language you were, you were, you were kind of doing it right. So let me, let me ask you, I'm going to, I'm going to veer off of what I was going to ask. And so Latin <laughs> being a Latin teacher is, did that help? Is it like, what made you, you know, what about sort of this dead language drew you in as, as, you know, this, this punk rock kid from, you know, from PA, what, what about Latin, what you were like, that's it, that's the thing for me. Yeah, it was, it was really, you know, I mean, I think you
1: hope, I think you'll relate to this, like, you know, I think, you know, I think if you grew up as like a punk rock kid, you, you're, you have like oppositional defiance, like baked into you. Yeah. And uh, I was like my freshman year in college, and I was kind of, you know, bummed out about my supposed majors of English and art. And uh, I like, I just wasn't into it. And, and, you know, for a whole host of reasons. And I was sitting there and it was um, spring semester. No, 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 no. It was November. I remember it was very specific. It was November. I was like, ah, I'm really not digging English and art. And I, I I thought like, I was like, oh, I was like Mr. English literature and whatever. Mm -hmm. And and it just wasn't my bag. Um, And then I heard this kid say, well I'm teaching ancient I'm taking Ancient Greek and it's the hardest thing I've ever taken. And I my ears immediately perked up and I'm like, Oh really? You know, it's sort of like it's like you go to prison and like you're just like, I'm gonna fight the biggest guy in prison, you know? Like I'm either gonna get knocked out or I'm gonna earn a lot of people's respect. So so yeah, so uh, as soon as I heard that ancient Greek was the hardest thing this kid had ever taken, I immediately signed up for it. <laughs> and,
0: uh... a, a glutton for punishment. You talk, you talk about that in the book about how it was whatever you could do to learn more, right? You, you, yeah. you talk about this idea of trying to trying to earn sort of respect in different ways in, in a small town and, and on the campus you're at. And one of those ways was by being the one who could talk about literature and being the one who could answer those questions in those AP classes and <laughs> as an AP teacher, like as an AP econ teacher, like, I I know those kids. I I know those kids who are like, actually, Mr. Buckley, did you?
1: (laughs) You're you're just like, shut up. Also, I really appreciate you, right? Right,
0: of course. Yeah, like, you're you're my favorite. I really do appreciate you. But none of these kids get the joke that you and I are making right now. (laughs) So I guess it's sort of run with that idea of like, you know, oppositional defiance, this idea. So here's what I want to know. What about being, what took you from punk kid, misfit, skater to the world of education, right? Because we often, you know, you and I were talking before I hit record the idea of like, you know, uh, becoming, becoming the man, right? (laughs) Like what at one point fighting against the man and now that you're an authority figure in a classroom. So what took you from, from misfit to educator? What, what took you on that journey?
1: Sure, and I and I don't think that they are um, exclusive, right? Like, I I mean, yeah, I don't think yeah, so. I, yeah, that's that's why I'm sure. asking the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. I, I just wanted to say that for our <laughs> listening audience, like that, uh, that I don't think Josh or I believe that like, being an outsider and being an educator um, are are. In fact, I mean, I think like Socrates, right? It's like like the classic mm-hmm. example of like like the dickhead punk rock (laughs) educator right who like I mean like he's like such a jerk that like you know the opinions kill him right I mean like that's uh yeah um but so I I mean I I always knew that I wanted to be in the classroom and um you know part of it was just that like I I loved the classroom and I loved being taught by great teachers and uh, so part of it was a you know aspirational like I thought well god if I can be like a a third of, you know, what my teachers were for me, like it would be a life well served. You know what I I mean? I think like, and again, like part of the punk rock thing, which I think taps back into like, you know, you know, Thoreau and like all these are sort of like independent transcendentalist thinkers. And like, and you know, like I think you you don't want to live a life of insignificance, right? right? Like, and, and, and I don't mean like change the world, but like, you know, have some impact on people in your microcosm. And, and I, you know, I mean, God, I mean, teachers, I think do that. I mean, um, so it just it just felt like a small but tangible way for me to be important right in the in the small world that I was going to be in Yeah,
0: yeah you know, I, I, I can relate to that I don't have the sort of like this was my like I, I think with some of my favorite teachers ended up being like my band teacher and my art teacher But that wasn't the realm I pursued. I remember t- taking the punk rock tact of like man I know I can do this better. Right. <laughs> and, then, and, then that, and that was, and that's what drew me in. But I, you know, you mentioned in the book that, you know, you had a couple English teachers and a couple teachers who really stood out to you. Why did they stand out to you? And do you think that that's how, how did that impact you yourself as the educator that you became?
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's such a great question. You know, like, I think they, they took me seriously, you know, like, and they didn't, um, you know, they didn't look down on me and, and they were interested in, hearing what I had to say, you know, like, I think, I think about, you know, like when we, when I talk about like community with, you know, adults and other people, right. Like I always talk about the importance of being seen, right. Um, Being valued and being understood. And I think that those teachers were the first teachers that, you know, made me feel seen, valued and understood, Um, you know, in very much in the same way that like the kids in my punk scene did as well, you know, so there was, you know, there was this incredible kinship with those teachers as, as there was with my, my skate hooligans, you know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think Mike and I talk about that on the show a lot. This idea of like that community and scene that was built in punk rock and how we say, see that as like our favorite teachers created that in our classroom. And then for us as educators, we want to build that same thing, right? We want to build that scene in our classroom. We want to build that scene on campus and really, you know, like you said, those skate hooligans. And, and so like running with that, you know you you mentioned you know you just mentioned this idea of like sort of this crew these hooligans that you got to be with and in the book you talk about you know finding that acceptance right that these kids didn't see you as anybody else but like their punk rock friend right like you you were invested in this same small subgenre of music yeah. <laughs> and then a piece of wood with four wheels on it right like that that's what connected you and that's all you needed right. so you talk about that sort of finding that acceptance and so i wonder what about do you do you see yourself taking that concept to what you do in the classroom or 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 how have you sort of run with that as an educator and as a human being that that view of acceptance that view of like welcoming people into that world to your world
1: yeah i mean i think you know uh, yeah i think that's such an interesting connection like i think it's really like for me like i think in the classroom once the door closes and i have you for 50 minutes like we're doing latin that's all i care about like do you know how to use the subjunctive right in secondary sequence? And like, can you translate this purpose clause? Like, you know, and, and, and for fifty minutes, like if it's a little bit like, check your bullshit at the door, mm-hmm. like you know, if, it, if this is a chance for you to divest your problems and like your, your parents issues and like, you know, your sibling rivalry and just be a geek about Latin for like <laughs> fifty minutes, you know? And it's like, kind of like going to a punk rock show, right? Yeah. Where it's like, you go into the pit and like whatever terrible things happen to you, like, done like i'm just i'm here for the show and like let's do this and then and it's not to say that like i i don't want to engage with kids in a deeper level yes. you know but but if you have like a hard-ass teacher who's just like gonna crack the whip and be like okay like i'm all about the latin and it's all i care about and, and obviously like it's you know i'm putting on a little bit of a show right, right. but they're just like oh my god like you know Fuka's is crazy you know like, <laughs> called me by my first name so like oh he's crazy like he only cares about latin you know but the truth is obviously i i care about them as students yeah. and learners but um, yeah, it's a chance for, and it's really equalizing, right? So like the, you know, there's like, there's nothing that comes into play other than whether you know the material or not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. And so, 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 you know, that idea of like, kind of putting everything else aside, right? And, and I know for me, I often found myself like either relating, like being a geeky kid to who like was in that punk rock scene, but still got good grades and, you know, still, still did that, like balance those two sides of it. You, you talk about that in the book. Um, I always, I still find myself gravitating to sort of those rough around the edge misfit kids because like, I go like, oh, I was there, right? Like, yeah, come, come on in come on in. This is this is, a, this is a safe place to be. I don't care if you've got a tattoo. I don't care that you're, you know, like I always, I always tell like my kids, like, look, man, I bleached my hair in high school and look like a doofus, right? Like a punk rock idiot. And I don't care what you look like. It doesn't matter to me because we're here to like learn and we're here to like be in this moment together. And and, and so I, you know, I really kind of think that what we see in punk rock sometimes pulls us into that. So you know, you you talk of you know this idea of like you know you were in band you know were in a band or bands. I think I don't I don't remember mm. there's one that was mentioned in the book. I don't know if there were others, but yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, just one that actually played shows. One I mean, that you actually know, played like, shows. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, wait, can I pause for? I yeah. Pause for a second. Like, did did you when you were growing up? Did you feel like there's a, like, a tension between like sort of being academic achievement and like the like being punk rock
0: like well yes and no right like i think part of it is i think uh, i think sometimes teachers don't expect it from you and then your fellow classmates don't expect it from you so i think that's where the tension is but i never felt that way with like my my punk friends right I, i like because look like we could figure out what those really random lyrics meant because we read you know, we we knew what they were talking about. We knew what the reference was being made and, and, and we could pull all of those things out. And there's something f- there's look, there's something fun about and, and maybe this is that just that punk rock thing, too. There's something fun about trying to be smarter than other people. Right. Like and being able to go like, yeah, I know that. Right. There's, there's because because when you think about it, as, as we when you grow up in that scene, there's so many things that you get hit f- by by people outside of it, right? Who, With their expectations about you, the way you dress, the way you act, the music, they, all those things that they just judge you for. Mm. And in the moment that you get to be like, you don't know that? <laughs> like, <laughs> for like one moment you get to put yourself up a little, you know, like a little higher. And, and I think that's why for me, that tension was there I think with other people, but never inside my scene.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's interesting.
0: And you talk about that in the book that like your, your friends didn't really it wasn't really a big issue with you and your close group of friends.
1: Not really, but I mean, they didn't try either. I yeah. mean, like, they—I they, definitely didn't get shit for being good at school. And in fact, at the by the end, they were like, "All oh, right," like it was like <laughs> I was like a Trojan horse. Like, right. Oh, you—we snuck you in, you know. But it was, um, yeah. And and I think we can pin this like if we get to the conversation that you know, like I felt like there was always always this tension between um, sort of like acceptance. You know, there was like this like was punk like this big umbrella movement for you know misfit toys right mm-hmm. or was it just as judgy as any other scene but just you know the standards are different right and, and like I, I struggled with that quite a bit
0: you know well, like, I, I i i totally agree with you when you when we look back at stuff like you're uh, oftentimes we're judging people we're not judging people in the scene we're judging people outside of the scene and isn't that mm-hmm. just i mean that's the tension that you get from like right but, but I guess for us, we're like, okay, you're in it with us. And and we're glad to have you here. And so now that you're here, cool beans, right? Like, let's, let's make this happen. Um, And I think there was just always this thing when you, when you grew up in sort of that punk world that you always felt kicked around a little bit. And so I think oftentimes you talk about that oppositional defiance, like there's always (laughs) sort of that, that punk rock chip on your shoulder. Right. Um, And whether it comes from being punk rock or because, or you're punk rock because of that chip, you know, like which, which is it? You know, what's the chicken or the egg? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. Cause yeah, for
0: sure. Because you talk, you talk about in the in the in the book a little bit about like when when you read it, that is sort of your personality a little bit before you find punk rock. Right? For sure, yeah, you know, no, definitely, and, yeah,
1: definitely, and, definitely.
0: And, and so you go like, does punk rock amplify it? Does punk rock give it a a focus? Right? Like, yeah. you can right. can you use that chip on your shoulder for good? And and I think yeah, you right. can, right? Like, yeah, um, you know, and, and you know, I think when we talk about, you know, becoming an educator, right? You have a chip on your shoulder, but you get to bring that into the classroom and do good with it, right? Like (laughs) you decided like, I'm not gonna gonna let the world tell me that someone like me can't be an educator. I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna show other kids like me that they can be educators, that you don't have to wear the applique, you don't have to wear the vest with the Apple appliques (laughs) on it, or you don't have to be you know, the, the old stodgy, you know, guy talking it may mean, eventually I'll be the old stodgy guy. Talking <laughs> right, right, <about> right. <laughs> uh, But, but at this point, not, not there yet. Right. right. So I, I'm curious, like, you know, you, in, in the book, we end, you end the book with, with graduation. Right. Yeah. And you mentioned it earlier that, that you went for lit literature and art. And that kind of fell away. Right. And my daughter is pursuing the same degree right now. Can I, can I mention? Yeah. Right? yeah. She's, Fingers crossed. Yeah. Right? yeah. She's, she's, Godspeed, buddy. Godspeed. <laughs> she's, she's, got, she's got that lit, that literature and art history is what she's going for. I'm like, okay, that's good. You're going to be a teacher. Yeah. Are you, are you ready yeah. for it? Because <laughs> you're going to be a high school teacher or a professor. So as long as you're cool with that, that's fine. Oh boy. But I, you, you know, there's well, I'm missing that after. And as a, as a person who goes like, okay, so what, what comes next? Right. And I asked you a little bit about how you went from punk to teacher, but I'm curious as like, as you've moved forward, right. You find yourself, you know, you you, you own a tattoo shop, right. You tattooed while you, while you were a teacher, you wrote a book, you, you know, you did a Ted talk. We can, we can add all these things on there. Right. And so yeah. I think, I think I could, I like, we talk a lot about how did growing up, you know, how did growing up punk, kind of determine who we are after our punk years, right? Because I still consider myself a punk, but I'm not like, mm. you know, I haven't been a, in a pit in a while. And, yeah. yeah, don't you know, recommend it, right? Yeah, yeah, right. right. And, <laughs> and then I remember, I, I just saw on Instagram, you put up that you'd been on a skateboard for the first oh time. Oh my god, yeah. Forever. Right, right. Oh um, my god. So do forever. So do you think that, what has stuck with you from growing up a punk that you've taken into life? And um, I think DIY is probably one of those things I I, I see in you, but I, mm-hmm. can you can you speak about that a little bit? Yeah, a thousand percent.
1: Like I think I think the DIY piece is huge, and 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 I think that was also you know amplified by just sort of like being a re- being growing up in a refugee family. You know, it's mm-hmm. like everything that my parents did was like DIY. It was like all duct tape and like coat hangers, like all the time. You know, and so. Yeah, my, you know, my dad, not my mom, my dad was so stoked that I was buying clothes from Goodwill, you know, like he didn't really <laughs> understand. He's like, oh, this is so cheap, you know? It's just like, I was like, I don't even care. It's like ripped, who cares? It looks good. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, um, I, I think the idea of always... Questioning, like when people like say that you can't do something or something seems unrealistic, you know. Questioning,
0: questioning is very Socrates. Anyway. Yeah, went, and very punk rock, right? Yeah, yeah. So
1: it's like again, yeah, he's like the original punk rock. You know, he's like Socrates, is like the original Gigi Allen, right? Yeah, it's just like oh, it's not not good, not good. It's a bad look. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I mean, I think you know, um you know, speaking truth to authority. You know, I think, and and also recognizing that it doesn't matter to me what other people do like as long as they're not harming anybody but but i'm not i I don't adhere by people's expectations for what i can or can't do you know like and i think you know you read off sort of like the you know my my adhd sort of you know cv right there i mean it's sort of like sure why not write a book you know like sure why not like teach and tattoo at the same time you know like who said i can't i mean and you know and it's like i would rather fail and try to do something right like than not um you know, so And and I think that, you know, it's like we, we talk about sort of punk in a lowercase or a capital case P, but like, yeah. you know, intellectually or philosophically, like punk has so many progenitors, right? I mean, I think like, you know, Emerson, Thoreau, you know, Kerouac, Socrates, I mean, there's so many people who just like were marching to the beat of their own drum and They were just like, fuck it. I don't care. Like, you know, I get ostracized. Like, you know, I mean, you know, Hester Prynne, right. in Scarlet Letter. I mean, she's like, so punk rock. Like you read that you're just like,
0: Oh my God, you were like the original like like
1: (laughs) punk rock, like, you know, kid. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That that, that riot girl, right. Early. Totally. Yeah. 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 She's just like, I don't care. She's like, I won't even
1: move her out of town. She's like, I'm going to stick around and wear the safe.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I, you know, you talk a lot about um, the books that brought you through, but I'm curious this being punk rock classrooms, what's the punk rock that brought you through? Like we I hear oh, you know, we talk about you know have got you've got the Iliad in there and the Odyssey, you're talking <laughs> about all these all these books in here. A little bit about punk rock. You mentioned, you know, The Cure and Fugazi. So what yeah. are what are some of your, what's your punk rock youth? What, what are those Boy, bands? Yeah.
1: So I do, I mean, I have, there is a playlist on my yeah. author website that's on like my Spotify playlist. But I mean, I would say, you know, like part of it was a little bit of, so I'll, I'll name my favorite bands and I'll say like, there are tons of bands that I didn't listen to. And part of it was like growing up in a small town, yeah. not having money or access to like just buy you know there weren't even record stores to which right. we could you know like you'd have to like do mail order so like I think like Agent Orange was probably one of the first bands that I heard um Living in Darkness like that was super influential. Um the misfits big time like Legacy of Brutality and like Earth A D, um Minor Threat, Fugazi, um those are huge, you know, and and I also discovered sort of Brit Punk I discovered Brit Punk at the same time. You know so yeah. you know and even then like that that and that actually felt a little bit more acceptable, you know like i think like er, like the first sex pistols, or the only sex pistols album and then like a lot of that early clash stuff still had like a lot of that like sort of pop tunesmith tunesmithing to it you know And yeah, yeah. And stiff stiff little fingers like huge um stiff little
0: fingers fan awesome.
1: um yeah bad brains you know like what what i could get my hands on i think like we had like uh eye against eye maybe
0: Right. Yeah, and it was forward, someone who yeah. made a copy of a tape, who made a Gosh, copy of a tape for you. So right? Bad. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: God forbid they didn't put the song listings on there. Right. You
0: like, never, you what never. What the realized. hell, dude? Yeah,
1: right. You're just like, this is the worst. Yeah.
0: Um, I, okay. So, so let's, I, a big piece of the book, and I want to focus in on this. It's less education. It's less education, but I kind of want to, I kind of want to talk about this idea of growing up um, as, you know, a Vietnamese kid in a, in a small, you know, a smaller industrial town in PA, you spend a lot of time talking about what that was like for you. And, and I'm curious, what do you think that taught you about how you are an educator now or, or what it means to be you now, you, you know, you talk a lot about trying to find yourself in all of this. So what do you think you, you came away from or you're still dealing because you talk a lot about it like you're still dealing with some of those experiences as as an adult, so like where do you think or how has that influenced you and in, and and who you are and what you do in the classroom and and how you carry yourself
1: yeah, I think that's uh, that's such an interesting question too um you know I think um you know, like it's sort of like when you're when you're in the moment, right? And you're sort of like going through like the lived experience, it's yeah. hard to step back and be like and like do analysis on it. You know, it's sort of like trying to like work on a car while the engine's running, right? right? You're just like, I'm not gonna stick my fingers in the air. And <laughs> you know, I read this amazing James Baldwin quote and um and I was like and it was really like illuminating where I was like, Oh my god, like that's that was like literally like my credo, right? And the James Baldwin quote is like you can either tell the wor um you can tell the world how to treat, how you should be treated, or you can let the world tell you how it's going to treat you. Right. And, yeah. you know, so, I mean, I think, you know, I went with, and I think I butchered that quote, but I mean, essentially it's like, I can either, you know, dictate the terms in which I'm going to navigate the world or I can just sit back and and have the world sort of like, you know, beat up on me. Right. And, right. I mean, that's, and, and, you know, I, I think everybody has that, right. Like, it's not like, it's not like oppression Olympics where like everybody's got it easy except for me. Like we all have to go through the world and figure out like, you know, dictate like the terms in which we want to be treated. And I think that's a totally reasonable thing, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. um, Or not. Right. And, and, you know, it's like, yeah. And I think, so I think growing up in a small town and then having sort of like the, you know, yeah, that oppositional defiance already (laughs) sort of like baked into me and then having like not a great home life. And then, having that all laminated by punk rock, like really just kind of solidified for me, like how important it was for me to define myself for myself first and foremost, and then let other people know about that. Right. Rather than right. Let people define me and then all of a sudden like internalize that. And then, you know, just be like, okay, I guess I'm like the, you know, fill in the blank. Right.
0: Right. Um, Beat them to the punch. Right. Like, yeah. let them, like no, this is who I am. You don't get to tell me who I am.
1: That's right. That's right. Yeah.
0: Um, so, you know, I, I, I come away from reading your auto, read, reading this memoir, and going like, okay, I connect with so many of those little bits and pieces of growing up a punk rock kid in a smaller town, and and sort of all of that that comes with it. And then when I found out, I'm like, oh, he he teaches Latin. He's a teacher too, and all those connections are are, are really great. I'm, I'm curious, like, we talked about how punk rock m- might um, how influenced you know, sort of your your, your philosophy um, on education, but do you, like to, to run with that, I'm going to press a little more. Do you, do you think other circumstances of, of growing up the way you did, do you think that those, that's influenced your sort of how you are in the classroom or who you are out in the world, right? Whether that was sort of home life issues or, you know, uh, you talk about sort of, um, there's oftentimes in the book where you talk about how you were, were called uh, some pretty terrible things when, when you were a kid growing up, you know, by some, some pretty racist people. And, and, and then even people who, you know, you talked about being in a grocery store and always the, the vet
1: mm-hmm. coming
0: aside and, and going like, oh, where are you from in Vietnam? And, you know, trying to mm-hmm. have that, that conversation with you. Do you think that, that has, do you think those realities have, have led you to do anything different in the classroom or how you work with students or how you work with your colleagues as, a, as an educator?
1: Um i gosh that's, I don't think so, you know like uh, yeah, yeah, I, and and I'll say why like i think um like for me i I had this long conversation with our principal about this actually like a very a very similar conversation and and for me, like being in the classroom and having a chance to be like the latin teacher like like what a what a vacation right from like like my reality right like it's like sweet I get to put my feet up like I'm just talking about the ablative today like you can only talk to me about the ablative and like you know so like even at my the school that I most recently taught at like like I really carved out like my niche as like the grammar nerd guy like and and like obviously like I talked about you know issues of like you know students of color and like diversity issues as well but like it's like that seems like easy, and it seems like the kind of like the lazy thing, and it's also not the thing that I necessarily need to be defined by all the time. right, right. you know so, um, so I think, you know, in some ways, like the the classroom was a vacation for me from the other you know 16 hours of you know my life where i i am not like the you know latin grammar nerd guy you know right
0: like in in your classroom you get to be like that's all you I mean all, all is not the word but like that's the role you get to play right and then once you're taken out of that classroom everybody else can put a different hat on you that that you have that you have to interact with, with how they view you. Right. For sure. Okay. Yeah. I, I can totally get that. I, I, I totally yeah. see that. So yeah. I, to, to wrap us up, to sort of wrap up this, the conversation, you know, we always, we always ask our guests and we talk about it every episode on the show. What have you been listening to food? What, what oh, it do, man. does it have to be punk rock? No, but, yeah. Oh yeah, We always ask oh my gosh. What, what are, what oh, are folks God. listening to?
1: So there's so much, there's so much. I mean, so, you know, I don't want to talk too long, but like, I was so dogmatic about like punk rock, right? Like mm-hmm. all through high school. And then like, what, like I, then I started discovering like sort of like the shoegaze stuff, like right yeah, at yeah. the end of high school, like the, you know, my bloody balance yeah. and those guys. And then I got to college and like, I met some kids who were like total hip hop heads. And I was like, I'm, I've never listened to hip hop in my life. You know, and it's like 1991. It's like right. the golden <laughs> era of hip hop. so it's, like every album was like a banger. Uh, and then like, I just like started listening to like R and B and like Motown. So, I mean, I listen to everything now. Yeah. Like I really love electronic music. Um, like I love Bibio. He's like this like English electronic um, musician. Um, there's this Canadian indie rock band called Land of Talk, uh, who I really love. Um, there's an indie rock band from I think San Francisco, France, San Francisco called J-SOM, who, are, who just put out an album this year that's really great. So I think I tend a little bit more towards like indie rock and like electronica now um so
0: when we get a little older we get a little softer sometimes yeah right? <laughs> yeah yeah
1: for sure for sure i mean and i you know yeah i it's uh yeah it's funny i mean i you know it's funny like now like i'll you listen to like the any of those like me first and the gimme gimme albums. Yeah. you know like like that's pretty fun you know but yeah by and large i think um i mean if i go for like a run or something like that i'll i'll put on something like a little bit more um uh invigorating but Awesome.
0: Well, yeah. Fook, I want to thank you so much for sitting down and talking a little bit about punk rock and education in the book. Um where can folks find you online where, where can they where can they look you up? Yeah, um
1: I'm mostly on Instagram uh at okay book skywalker um shocking i know and uh yeah so there's uh, there's that and then my writer's website bookskywalker.com, um where you know i've got like a bunch of media that i've done and things like that and i'll post i'll post a link to this uh podcast when it when it's up but um but yeah that's those are the i'm not on twitter I, have like a dead I know, Twitter. I tried to
0: tag you yeah. on Twitter. I'm like, oh, he's not on Twitter. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: that's all right. Um, <laughs> too much, too scary.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, you know, like, and then you, when you have to start managing all of it, that's when I it that, that's when it becomes a pain yeah. in the butt. Yeah, I yeah. gave up Facebook, and it's the best thing that's ever happened in my life. Oh, like. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm not really on there yeah.
0: <laughs> Well, you know, uh, Fook, Fu- thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. You should go check out his book, Saigon, uh, A Misfits Memoir of Great Books, Punk Rock and the fight to fit in, go find him on Instagram. He's posting good stuff. You can see about like the life of virtual book tours that that you're, that you're living right now, talking about uh, it in a, different, in a bunch of different ways. So thanks for taking the time uh, and being with us. And as always, we'll see you at the show.